Coming up. In my name, you're profaning my name to all the rest of the people. Understand that God chose Israel. He chose Israel to be an example to the world so that the world would be drawn to him. And here is the very people that he's chosen, worshiping idols, profaning his name. And he's not able to send the message to the world about himself. And he says, I'm concerned about my name. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We may not want to hear this, but all human beings are often motivated by things that aren't very good. Whether we accept it or not, there is evil in our hearts. Thankfully, when we let Jesus Christ take the lead in our lives, He can regenerate our motives. Join us for the message series, Travelers from the Heart, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us to examine the things in our hearts that motivate many of our actions. Here's the third message in the series, Getting New Travelers, Part 1. Well, we've been on the message series, Travelers from the Heart. And I trust that you uh, have downloaded the message outline and you're all set to go. Um, to talk about this, our subtopic for today is getting new travelers. Getting new travelers. We've already established that the human heart is inherently evil. Right. As we've been walking through this series. Right. Uh, this reality is not something that feels good to hear. Mm -hmm. And many will not even accept it to be true. However, God's word is very clear about this, mm -hmm. <laughs> particularly in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, as we covered. The, it says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things right, right. and desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. Can it get any clearer than that? Yeah, that's pretty clear. <laughs> that's pretty clear. Yeah, pretty clear. And I know, you know, we get different kind of messaging out in the world, in our culture, and we even tell ourselves something different. Like I said, it's not easy to accept that, mm -hmm. but it is the truth. And we need to accept it. Mm -hmm. You know, it says that. And it even goes on in that verse and says, who really knows how bad it is? <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, it's bad beyond understanding and knowledge, except God knows. Mm -hmm. That's why he's telling us that it's the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. This speaks... Um, this speaks to the human, to the sin nature of human beings, meaning our natural tendency to oppose God. We have a natural tendency to oppose God. Now, doesn't that sound silly that any created being <laughs> like you and me would have the audacity to oppose God? The, the creator of all things. Right, man. God himself. Why would even we even think we could oppose him? 
Well, every one of us has and every one of us does. That's right. When we choose to lie and not tell the truth, you're opposing God. Okay. And when we choose not to keep any of his <laughs> commandments, we're opposing God. Okay. So you, 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 and one of the things we do to make ourselves feel better about it, we say, well, I don't oppose God as much as that person opposed God. Okay. <laughs> it's that's silly. It's silly to go against God. It's a no-win situation. You can't win. But yet we, our natural tendency is to do that. And it happens every day, all the time. Just go out and uh, mm -hmm. sit somewhere and watch people. And watch people. I guarantee you, if you're aware of what God stands for and what God doesn't stand for, <laughs> The things that God says we should do and things we shouldn't do, you're going to see it. Just sit and watch. People not doing what God said. Yeah. All right. And just watch yourself <laughs> and see when you don't do what God said. That's, right. That's opposing God. And if we oppose God, then that's evil. Because God is good, okay? God is intrinsically good. It's not that, that God just does good things. No, he is good. So if I oppose good, then that's evil. Because <laughs> yeah. God is good. So we've talked about that. We've also established that Without God, we don't have a chance to win against evil within us. We can't win against the evil that's within us. Within this, this natural tendency for us to oppose God, we can't win against it without God. Therefore, we should thank God for his abundance of love toward us so that we can overcome it through him. We should be thankful about that. We've talked about that. This is why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sin that is within us yeah. so that we can be in right relationship with God. Amen. But we will not benefit from this great grace that God has made available to us if we don't do our part. God has done his part. He mm -hmm. sent his son, his son died for our sins. Right. And so we have to do our part. All right. And that comes twofold. We know, the, the, and I, I'm not speaking that we work for salvation. That's not what I'm saying at all. Scripture is very clear. With faith in Christ, we get saved. But sal the sanctification, meaning the working out of our salvation or the growing to be more like Christ, that's on us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God's going to help us do it, but it not without us. We, we do have to do things. That's why the scripture says to work out your salvation, meaning to because you're saved, work it out. And it really means your sanctification, you're becoming more like Christ, that we have to put out effort for doing that. And we have to do our part Amen. after we accept Jesus as our savior and after we acknowledge that we sinned against him and he died for us mm -hmm. and he rose and we give our lives to him. We have to work out our part. And so that's how we're going to get the full benefit of this great grace that God has shown us. 
um, by working out our salvation, by doing our part, by understanding and complying with God's plans plan for us. Yeah. We have to understand God's plan and comply with it so that we can get the maximum benefit of this great love that God has shown us. And so, and this leads us to a, a very important question that we have to ask. So write this down on your outline. What is God's plan for my heart? What is God's plan for my heart? We've been talking about the evil, evil within me, within our hearts. And we just read, talked about how our hearts are desperately wicked. And that our, so our hearts are jacked up. Scripture makes that clear. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, we should ask then, what's God's plan for my heart? So I want to give us a, a few things here. Number one, his plan is to give me a new heart. His plan is to give me a new heart. Sounds pretty plain. Sounds pretty plain. Mm -hmm. Don't it only sound like some you know, yellow brick road, you know? <laughs> All right. No, and then that was that was no, fictitious. That was fake. That, yes. was fake. <laughs> that was fake. But this yeah. is real. God really has a plan to give you and I a new heart. Mm -hmm. Look what it says here in Ezekiel 36, 26. And this is God speaking through the prophet. Mm -hmm. I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit within you. Let's sit on that for a minute. Yeah. God says, I'm going to give you a new heart. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what God's plan is. to Give us a new heart. The text reads on, I will remove from, your, from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Yeah. And what this is denoting is that, and we can tie in the whole uh, parable of the, the sower to this mm -hmm. to help us understand the difference between a heart of stone and a heart of flesh. The parable of the sower talks about um, being, being the word of God, being fruitful and in, 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 in only in good soil. Yeah. And it gives three, four types of soil. And one of those soils was a stony soil. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right? Where they, they, it can't penetrate. So when he says he's going to remove your stony heart, mm -hmm. it's that heart that's, that can't be penetrated by the word of God. Right, right. It just sits. It doesn't go in. But the heart of flesh, flesh is penetrable. Mm -hmm. It's permeable. It can be shaped and molded and it can be um, penetrated. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm going to give you a heart that that's a flesh so that my words will enter into it right. and bear fruit and grow. God says, I'm going to give you that heart of flesh. And it's important that we understand this purpose. Um, and this thing that God's going to do, but we also need to understand why he's doing it. Right. And to do that, we're going to look at the same chapter, but we're going to back up before the verse to get a, some context of why God is going to give us this new heart. Okay. All right. So it says here 
in Ezekiel 36, and we're going to start at verse 16 and read through until back until 26 that we just read. It says, again, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to pause for a minute just so you can reflect on your life before Christ, what came into it, and how we defiled our life before Christ came into it. All right. He says, he's talking about the children of Israel here. He says, they defiled the land with their conduct and their actions. And then the text reads on to give us this picture, this image, this metaphor of how the defiling is. Look at what it says. It says, their conduct was like a woman's monthly uncleanness in my sight. Oops. Wow. Oops. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do y'all hear? This is coming out the scripture, y'all. Yeah. God says the way we acted and conducted ourselves before Christ, before God was came into it, is like a woman's period. In what way? In, in, <laughs> All right. It's unclean. Okay. He said it's unclean like a woman's monthly mm -hmm. in his sight. Y'all get this? That's what that life is. Like to God. And look what it says in verse 18. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed blood in the land and because they had defiled it with their idols. Mm -hmm. With their idols. Verse 19, I dispersed them among the nations and they were scattered through the countries. I judged, I, I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name for it was said of them these are the lord's people and and yet they had to leave this land his land verse 21 <clears throat> i had concern for my holy name which the people of israel profaned among the nations where they had gone all right i'm gonna pause here so you can track with me here we're reading this because we're trying to understand why god would give me a clean heart What's his motive? What's his purpose for giving me a clean heart? Yeah. Okay. And God says, and is leading up to this, God is concerned about his name. Mm -hmm. He's concerned about his own name mm -hmm. because we are called by his name right. and we're living a defiled life. We're supposed to be representing we're him. We're supposed to be representing him. Yeah. He says, I'm concerned about my name. And then it reads on in verse 22, therefore said, therefore say to the Israelites, this is the, what the sovereign Lord says, it is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, mm -hmm. 
which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. Let's stop for a moment. Y'all see right here? Mm -hmm. What's God's purpose? He says, you who are called by my name and acting out and up and down and in and out and not doing what you're supposed to do in my name, you're profaning my name to all the rest of the people. Understand that God chose Israel. He chose Israel to be an example to the world so that the world would be drawn to him. Right. And here is the very people that he's chosen, worshiping idols, profaning his name. <laughs> yeah. And he's not able to send the message to the world about himself. And he says, I'm concerned about my name. And I'm not going to uh, give do these things. And for you, for your sake, I'm doing it for my name's sake. Yeah. For my great holy name, so that people will know that I'm holy. And I'm going to use you to show them my holiness. Yeah. And then it goes on before, verse on verse 24. He says, for I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all countries, bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Amen. So God says, I'm going to give you a new heart. Not for your sake. For my name's sake, he says. I'm, I'm doing it for my, for, for my name's sake, for my holiness. So that you can proclaim to the rest of the world, the world that I'm holy. Right, right. And that all of y'all need to get with God. And he's using his people to send that message. So God's going to give me a new heart mm -hmm. so that I can represent him better. Right. He said, because y'all got me looking some kind of way. Y'all got me looking some kind of way. When you were reading the scripture, I was thinking about, I likened it to, but it's not exactly the same. You know, our parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also were acting up. <laughs> you're sitting in church or something with your parents and you're little and, you know, and you start acting up and your parents give you that look. Like you <laughs> like you embarrassing them. Right. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, you're not going to act up and make me look crazy. <laughs> Some of them have even said that. Yes, like, right. I'm not the one. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so. Amen. Amen. And so God's going to give us a new heart. Amen. The second thing, the second plan he has for our heart is he, 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 his plan is to destroy my old heart. Mm -hmm. His plan is to destroy my old heart. Um, look what it says. Same verse in Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone. Mm -hmm. 
and give you a heart of flesh. I talked about that. Um, so he's going to give us a, he's going to remove the old heart. This is his plan to remove the old heart and, um, and, and make sure that we have a heart that's receptive to his word and that is going to produce fruit to his glory. Right. So he's going to do that. Now that's what's going to happen. It ain't happened yet. So right now, just for clarity's sake and how we've been talking, we we are we are living with the new heart and the old one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, in, you know, you know, a little little later here. Yeah, you got to break that down. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so look what it says here in Second Corinthians five seventeen. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Amen. All right. And so we even see here in the New Testament passage that this idea of this new life. Right. Mm -hmm. And getting rid of the old life. And so I want to say this in reference to what was happening in Ezekiel. That was a prophecy both for the time and for the future. Okay. The new heart mm -hmm. and the removal of the old. Mm -hmm. And specifically for the future when we leave this world and go to the next as it's going to say here in Revelations 21, 4 and 5 here, it says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who has, who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Mm -hmm. And so this is speaking of when we are with Christ and, and, and <clears throat> in heaven and with God eternally, and God get, creates everything new, makes everything new. Yeah. And then at that moment, the old will be seriously and totally passed away. And we won't have to deal with the old and the new heart at the same time. We'll just be dealing with the new heart. Amen. So the third plan that God has is his plan is to provide new travelers in, our, in my heart. His plan is to provide new travelers in my heart. And look what it says here in Ezekiel 36, 27, 28. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees be, and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. So God is putting his spirit. He says, I plan to put my spirit in you. So that will move you to follow my decrees and laws. And it is through God's spirit mm -hmm. that we get new travelers. We, we talked before about the travel. Jesus told us the things that defile you. And I use this 
idea of, of having travelers in our heart. And then I gave a metaphor that if your heart was an airplane in one of the previous messages, mm -hmm. and we had these evils as the travelers. Okay. I wanted us to picture, picture what that would look like. Mm -hmm. And what God wants to do is give us new travelers. Take away the evil. To take away the evil travelers, right? And remove them from the airplane. And I had said to you with this analogy is that we need God, to, we need Jesus to be our TSA agent. So that when these evil travelers come, <laughs> that he, he makes sure they ain't got something dangerous on there. He said, you're only getting three ounces of, of wickedness. You know, <laughs> I'm only letting in yeah. three ounces of slander and yeah. three ounces of, of lies and three ounces of deceit. So I'm, I'm gonna limit what how much evil you can bring onto this plane. Yeah, that's good. And so, and then we need Jesus to be our, our, our pilot as well. And so he can direct this plane with these evils on it. Yeah. And now God wants to give us new travelers. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus Draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time and we should not be still trapped or slaves to the old ways, the old life. And that old life should not be giving us joy like that as we reflect on it. Something's not right. We can't glory in the old life. We need to glory in the new life. And this is what we need to do to prepare for the new travelers. Because if we don't do this and get rid of those old things, then when the new travelers come, they're not gonna have a place to sit. Y'all, the plane's gonna be full. <laughs> Y'all get this? Thank you for listening.